Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the show that is partially to blame for the decay in society, the audience of one show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, also available wherever you get your podcasts from and streaming on IRLoneStar.com. I'm Andrew, broadcasting next to the man who makes his own sushi, Richard California Roll Schisler. What's up, buddy? It's raining. It is raining. Yeah. Finally. And a little chilly. Well, I say chilly. It's cooler, but it's so humid that it's not actually chilly. Like, I think it said it was 72 degrees or something on the uh, automobile temperature gauge on the way over here. I thought, should feel cooler than that. It's 72, but it's all the humidity. Yeah, lucky for us the AC's working here because it was out yesterday. Oh, glad I missed that day. So We'll let the onesies know we are recording just a little bit earlier than normal. Got a busy schedule next week. And, uh, what do they care? Well, it, it, this won't be cutting-edge, topical, breaking news stories like we normally break here. <laughs> oh, they usually, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We listen to, are we on the same show? Yeah, right. This is Audience of One, right? Not Mornings with Lone Star. Well, I did just see you. That's kind of <clears throat> weird because we don't really need to do the normal first yeah. segment. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Haven't seen you in a week. Huh. Yeah, it's only been a couple of days. Uh, yeah, nothing's really happened. Uh, <laughs> Since the last time I saw you, how's the dating scene? About the same. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, for me, I had an incident that I did want to talk. I say incident. I don't even know if you'd consider it an incident, but something that happened to me a while back that I wanted to bring to air, and it's kind of like parking lot etiquette. And and in this particular case, I was at a Kroger, if that matters, grocery store parking lot, and it's fairly full. And I go to pull it in ma- to park. It matters because people who attend certain places, uh huh, you can judge them by the places they're well, attending. Well, okay. True that, true that. So like you're into a Walmart parking lot? Is it different from a Kroger? It's the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, because I've seen people use a Walmart parking lot to like work on their cars, mm-hmm. you know, or park true. and piss. <laughs> parking piss. I've seen that. I um, did see a man dancing on top of a very nice SUV one day in the middle of the uh, Walmart parking lot. Yeah, Wal- right here. Walmart has a special group of people that visit Walmart. Well, this was not Walmart. However, it was fairly busy and there was an open spot and, and I went to park. And in this particular case, so you can set the scene, the open spot was on my right-hand side. Okay, so you're turning around. Right <clears throat> I'm turning to my right, and I start to turn to the open spot. There's a car next to it, and I realize there is a person putting their groceries into the side of their car. I couldn't see them because they yeah, were yeah. obstructed. They're on the driver's side of their car. They were The view was obstructed as I went to turn. I, ooh, I stopped abruptly. And this person kind of looked at me, and I thought, uh, do, I, do I wait? And it got me thinking well, about, the sen- about the scenario. Well, my thought is, do I just go to another spot? Or just run them over. Right, right, exactly. Give it the gas. Yeah, but but it, I got to thinking about it. What's the proper play here? Do I just sit there and wait for them and have the other traffic, you know, back up behind me, thereby putting the pressure on this person looking at me, you know, hurryingly trying to put all their groceries into the car? Or should I just do the kind thing and say, oh, sorry, you're there, and, and go look for another spot? But then I put myself into the shoes of this other person, which I've had this happen to me, where I'm the person putting the groceries in, and I never know how to act in that situation. When a car starts to pull in, do you just kind of look at them like, hold on a minute, bro? Or do you move the car off to the side and tr- close the car door and make yourself small so they can pull in? And then you, you know, and it's always one of these weird scenarios, and I never know what to do. But I think the rule is, if you've got a couple of bags, you just make them wait. Or I'm sorry, if you, you can finish up. But if you've got a bunch of bags... Sorry, dude. You're just gonna have to wait. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make myself small and get out of the way for you. Let's just. You're just gonna have to wait. This is my space right now. I mean, ideally, you put the groceries into the trunk, right? But if your trunk's full of, I don't know, hot pockets or something like that, and there's no room, you got to put it on the driver's side door, and of course that blocks the spot. But yeah, it's just it's kind of an odd scenario, and of course. Things can get escalated in parking lots, as we've known about now with closed captioned or closed circuit television, <laughs> watching the fights that break out over scenarios like that. Well, I mean, first off, you can prevent all of this. Uh, just order online or something and well, have them delivered to your car? There's two things I do. 
uh, and a lot of people who I drive with really hate me when I do this. Is I always just park at the furthest parking spot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, whatever. First one I see, just take it. Like, if it's all the way at the back, that's fine with me. I don't mind walking. And But this scenario I just described could happen to you even at the back of a parking lot if it's very busy, right? Somebody putting their groceries in on the side, and you're like, I got I to gotta wait. Or do you just pull in there and make them freak yeah, like well, you're going mean, to run them over? To me, it's like we're only talking max a minute right. and a half. Exactly. So just wait. And then people are behind you, just be like, sorry, sorry. waiting. Sorry. Okay. Well, again, it's, I've seen it's people, parking lot etiquette. I don't know the rules. Never well, learned it in driver's ed. Well, I, well, the better scenarios that I enjoy are the people who wait for people to pull out. So, meaning like when we're you're driving through this busy parking lot or parking garage, and you see this guy walking towards their car, and mm-hmm. you're like, and the person sees it, like, oh, I gotta get his spot. Yep. And then they just wait. Wait. Yeah, that happens wait. a lot during the holiday season, right? And, and there's that's virtually great. no parking lot. Because I've been there in that scenario where I'm the person walking to my car, and I have a little like routine when I get into my car. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say it takes about up to a minute to like a minute. Are you that guy? Because there is nothing worse well, than I, you, you see I somebody get, in, get into their car. I get in. I put my stuff down. I make sure like I put my cup down, and then I got to connect put, my music. Put and, in a fresh dip. And put in a fresh dip. Yeah, roll the window down. Get, get light ready, up, light you know, up a, a like, smoke. Like we're going, guys. Heat up a lung dart. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I get you though. No, but it is strange when you see that scenario of someone getting into their car and it's a busy parking lot. You're like, oh great, I'm just gonna wait here. And then it takes them forever. You immediately start thinking, what's taking so long? Just start the car and put it in reverse, dude. Now I know. You're the guy who takes the minute and a half and has yeah. to go through his routine. Yeah, and I do it on purpose. Flip, I look at him while I'm Flip the window online. down and fix your eyebrows I'm on mustache. a phone call. I'm on a phone call. <laughs> start zooming. Get out your mustache comb. Yeah, you're that guy. I knew it. I knew it. I, I you know, Side note, I am really loving my mustache. You have said that three weeks straight now, and yeah. uh, you know, like and when I see it, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're proud of yourself. Like this is happening. This, you, this, do you finger gun it yourself is, when you this, see yourself yeah. in like a reflection? This do you finger a, gun it and be like, yeah, that's you, dude. Such a cool guy. <laughs> such a cool guy. But uh, yeah, parking lot etiquette. I get it. Uh, you know, it makes me think of this morning when I back in. I back in at the garage here, and I was l- running late because we had morning interviews. So I pulled in at an angle next to because the where I parked was there's a giant post to my left mm-hmm. and i definitely parked crooked and to the point where i was like oh i probably over the line and so consciously you knew if i get out of my car to see did not go over the line okay and okay. i'm well in my line so but still like, crooked but it's so crooked like i'm leaving it ah uh, so in that normal scenario where you're not running late would you have started the car and, and oh yeah I, I am too i am a straightener i'll open the car door to look down to make sure because i don't have cameras you know Truck's not that fancy enough to have cameras on the side that show you the 360 view, but um, I'll make sure that I'm straight as I possibly can be. I hate the parked crooker. Parked crooker. <laughs> the crooked no. parker. Well, Annoying, and I don't want to be that guy. But, you know, ironically enough, uh, I, I said, yeah, order your groceries online. Well, our grocery delivery guy hit our mailbox. And it's really funny because... Sounds hilarious. Well, no, it's funny because you go like, what do you do? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we have you on camera. Mm-hmm. And he, the, the the driver, apologized. He came up and said, like, hey, I don't know how he hit the mailbox, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be real. Because like, if he hit our mailbox, that means he was going to go in the ditch. Oh, if, wow. Like, because the way the, and we're on a cul-de-sac. So I was like, how the heck did he hit Distracted, Distracted well, yeah. driving, most well, anyway, likely. You call, you call uh, Kroger. And I think it was Walmart, actually. Uh, you call Walmart, and I was, and you're kind of like, whose fault is this? You know, because these are just delivery guys. They don't like they work for Walmart, but their car doesn't work for Walmart. Because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's kind of like Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like their contracts. It's like, does their insurance cover it? Yeah, I don't you, know. Do you know how much to fix mailboxes are? Like brick, brick and mortar mailboxes? I, I would not know. They go up to a thousand dollars. Seems like I'm in the wrong business then. Yes. Well, when. Uh, because in the neighborhood it happens a lot. People hit mailboxes all the time, and I, we found a guy, and I was like, "Man, I, that's what I should do. I should be the handyman of this neighborhood, called Dick the Handyman. It's always it's always good to have a handy a, Dick. It's mm-hmm. always good to have Dick around the house. That's my tagline. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'll charge a thousand dollars. Phone's to, gonna be ringing <laughs> off the hook to, to build a, a mailbox, but uh, but yeah, so." 
when you order online, be careful who's delivering your food uh, and stuff. That's really funny to me. Uh, but yeah, so let's start the show. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Play the music. So, Nick, are you a fan of water parks and water slides more oh, specifically? Yeah. So I am too. I think we've discussed the before. That, w- that world's my bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I love right. it. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. That might be another discussion. You know, I'm, I think we've discussed before that I, I am not a big um, roller coaster person. I wasn't even when I was younger, especially not now. But water rides, for whatever reason, water parks, I kind of dig it. Yeah. And it's always funny to me when you're watching the um, the big water slides that are like 50, 60, 70 feet high, and they normally tell you, you know, position your feet, cross your feet yeah. here, and put your arms There's and rules. across, and you're going to slide down, whatever. And you're down at the bottom watching these people just ah, go down. Universally, when the ride is over, the slide is over, immediately, what does everybody do? Gets their wedgie out. Pulls out the wedgie. The women immediately check to make sure the top's still on. Guys, making sure the bottoms are still on. But universally, we all pull that wedge out, man. It's just, it's going to happen. Well, wouldn't you know that Disney has now been sued over injuries allegedly caused from a water slide due to an atomic wedgie. Yeah, I saw that. Whoa. This is called, in this story from MSN, it's an injurious wedgie. (laughs) Yeah, man. So this ride is 214 foot. So I'm wondering, at what point during that ride did the wedgie occur? Like, did it occur within the first 50 and you got to ride out the next 150 some odd feet with that thing just continually working its way up your your body or did it happen towards the end i don't know but this was back in uh, october of 2019 so coming up on four years ago uh i love this the water slide's name is humunga cowabunga (laughs) well this person got a humunga cowabunga um wedgie uh emma and edward mcginnis that's the family i don't know if they got it together collectively and they wanted they go in in solidarity It was, uh, they, were on, uh, uh, they were on vacation at the resort to celebrate Emma's 30th birthday. Well, she got more than she bargained for on that trip. Well, I'm going to give people a perspective. Uh, I'm reading this article he sent, and basically they call this slide near vertical five-story drop in the dark. Ooh, in the dark. So That adds to it. I, I don't know that I'd be comfortable with that. i got to see. I gotta see what I'm I still doing. do it. Even after that person went to the hospital, I still do it. Really? Would you be like the next person though? Bring it on! Did you ever hear about that? This is a sad, sad story. This is here in Texas, I believe, in uh, at Schlitterbahn here in Texas, where the like a 12 year old boy was actually decapitated on a ride. Did you hear about this? This was several years ago. I have ridden the ride that that boy was on. I believe I rode it before he did, but it was one of the advertises one of the, the world's very first uphill roller coasters, or I'm sorry, water slides. And you go down, you would actually have jets that would whoosh, propulsion you back up. Well, I guess he hit a bump in there and it knocked his head off. And I don't know if his head was completely removed, but I think, think it was. That. Think about that security footage. So, can you <gasps> ma- I mean, it's, it's terrible. I'm not going to make any jokes about it because it is such a, a horrible incident, but. I've ridden that ride, and I have to admit, I'd, I'd probably do it again. But and if that happens, do they shut the entire water park down that day, I, I or do they know. just shut down that one ride? I don't know. In, in either scenario, the atomic wedgie scenario, or or you know, I do doubt you, it. To be honest, probably not in the win the wedgie scenario. Well, I always feel kind of business cautious. as usual. I always feel pick cautious it, move on when you're at a water park or a roller coaster park. Well, I guess more water park, but like when they close down a ride. Because it's like, okay, what? why did it get closed down? Did somebody get injured? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And somebody dookied in it. Or that, I mean. <laughs> I think that's pretty common. Uh-huh. As you've just said, it is, the water park is your urinal. <laughs> well, it's my urinal, guys. <laughs> well, this says, because of a, quote, woman's anatomy, the risk of a painful wed- wedgie is more common and therefore more serious than for a man. So I'm guessing this happened to Emma and not her husband. Well, I actually read more about this because... Very interested in the story, are you? Well, <laughs> when someone says in the headline, like, atomic wedgie or whatever, I'm like, what? Right. Well, it, it turns out it's not really the wedgie that caused the accident. Mm-hmm. It was the amount of water forced into the body. Oh. Oh. That's a altogether different scenario, which I could imagine would happen if you're falling 214 feet on a near-vertical 
whether it's if it's in the dark or yeah. not. She lit all that water in, and then uh, it hurt her. Uh, yeah, I could see how that would happen. I, I did <laughs> yeah. not know that was the extent of the injuries. Yeah, that's why I wanted to tell you that, because I knew you probably didn't know that, and I was like, it wasn't just like, oh, it cut her. That's what you I know? was thinking, yeah. But no, the water, for, it forced the water up her, and uh, she got an enema, basically, and Free on the front, front and back, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I uh, know what I mean, dog. Uh, but yeah, water parks, Oof. cool. All right. Yeah, so keep that in mind the next time you're heading to Disney, or any water park for that matter. Since you were on the dating scene, I thought we would cover a few um, relationships that maybe are not going so well. This is the domestic dispute portion of the audience of one show, Dick. There's a lot of that with me. (laughs) There is, but this story caught my eye, and it is quite humorous. Um, So sticking, I guess this is kind of on the same pants Topic, a Florida wife gets arrested for pantsing her husband in public. And I see this headline and I thought, (laughs) first of all, didn't know pantsing someone was, uh, I guess, against the law. But there's much more to this story, if you will allow me to elaborate for just a minute here. According to the arrest report obtained by Lady Lake Police Department, Graber was arrested after she pantsed her husbands in the villages of Florida. The way the story goes, the 53-year-old was found passed out on the sidewalk at the square. After being woken up by police, they noticed she was soaked. That was Tinkle. That's some urine. After she notified police it was her own urine, she became belligerent and began using foul language to the point that her husband had to be called. So you can imagine the scenario here. Your wife's, I don't know if they say called. I don't think he was at home. He was probably, I'm guessing, down the street or a restaurant. Say, hey, would you come over here and get your wife in check? She's passed out and wet. Take her home. So it sounded like they were giving her a chance. He attempted to put her in the vehicle when he arrived, but the woman refused. She continued to curse out the police and jumped in and out of the vehicle. This was the point where the police lost their patience. When the police tried taking her into custody, she refused to comply, struggled with them, and then reached over and pulled down her husband's pants. (laughs) And that's when the police said, enough, they arrested her. And this is the best part of it. This is the scenario I want to be on live PD or whatever. Right, yes, exactly. (laughs) This is the best part, though. Graber ended up spending 12 days in jail before her husband finally bailed her out. (laughs) He let her sit in there for 12 days. And wife. He let her sit in there for 12 days. I guess after he got pantsed, he's like, yeah, honey, working on it. A lot of paperwork over here. Yeah, it keeps it, the card keeps getting declined. I'm trying to get you post bail, but it just it just won't work. The chip reader's not working, sweetie. I, I promise, I'm trying. Love it. You would you'd be surprised when I watch those jail shows. A lot of people, a lot of families are like, "You got yourself in it. You're staying in there." True, and we don't know how many times maybe this has already happened. Something similar to this. You want to know something interesting too? Uh, what, More interesting than a woman well, pantsing her husband while no, urinating on herself. Go for the, it. Watching the jail show, uh, they arrested a small person. Mm-hmm. And he was drunk, you know, being belligerent. But apparently, in certain states, it's protocol. When you get when you go to jail and you're a small person, they put you in a different jail because you you could be in harm's way in general population. Because apparently, there's statistics. Because I had to look this up, it was really weird. And because they they had to like cut his pants and stuff because they didn't have small people jail clothes, so they just took his pants and he put his feet up and they had to like measure and cut and it was it was an interesting process but the the way they handled him was like oh he's special like we had to put him in the special wing and i look it up well apparently the stats for small people getting beat up oh no and injured in general population is really high like yeah. like there's like a 95% chance if you're a small person oh, and you go to no. jail you're going to get beat up i'm not kidding you oh, uh, no. which is really wild to me but uh yeah so you know, if you're a small person, don't get arrested. But if you do get arrested, request a special oh cell. Uh, so he, well, what he, I, got, he had to be in his like this cell by himself for the I whole. I was going to ask. Um, maybe you don't know this, but as a little person, not small person, I think it's called little person. Um, if there are other folks in the the cell with him, like is no, there is there high enough crime rate from little people that well, you're not by yourself? Because you know it's so weird watching these shows. Is there's so many laws protecting these people, mm-hmm. and because one of them was concerned because they weren't paying his bail, and they, I think there was some rule they can't hold him in the cell for like 15 days, because hmm. it's not like it's you're basically in solitude. 
and you can't punish somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, seems inhumane. Waiting for their court right. date, right? Seems inhumane. I don't, so I don't it know. was really weird. So they didn't know what to do. They were trying to figure it out. And <laughs> well, I, I I must admit I did not realize I was going to be talking about little people thrown thrown into jail well, today when I woke up this morning. I like little facts like that. And I love sharing little facts. It. <laughs> little, little facts like that. I'm glad you're following along this time, Andrew. Uh, and I'm, I wanted to let our onesies know, like, hey, you know, small people get it made in jail too. Like that guy was. I don't wa- even know how to respond. That guy, to that. Was, that guy was wasted, though. It was. Oh man! Because that's one thing I love about those jail shows is half the time the people they're arresting are so out of it, and of course they're being filmed, so the officers are trying to be like as nice, and they're explaining every step of the way. And I'm going, these guys aren't going to remember anything. Like, this guy can barely even hold his neck up. He's just like, oh, yeah, 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 and then he starts growling at the camera. And you're like, this guy's on something. He's going to forget all this stuff. He's going to wake up and be like, how did I get to jail? Uh, but, yeah, I love how the officer just explains step by step. that We're going to put you over here. We're going to put your handcuffs on. We're going to walk you down to this. We're going to put your name in. We're going to do this. Even and, though he's not going to remember any of it. Yeah. Staying on the domestic dispute theme, a woman is chased by police for seven miles, which, you know, that's probably happened before. However, this time... Have you ever witnessed a domestic dispute? No, I guess I haven't, thank goodness. I think, I want to say when I was younger, I remember... Are you about to hit me? No, like, I remember, like, our neighbor behind us... Do you want (laughs) to? The neighbor behind us that had a huge fight. At like a party, like they had a party, mm-hmm. and you're up. I was up in the second floor, so I could see down their backyard. Mm-hmm. And Not it, creepy. what was in, what was interesting about it is there's probably like 20, 25 people there. Mm-hmm. And when you see these people yelling at each other, the 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 natural thing for all these people to do is to circle around them. Like in high school, like I maybe that's just a human trait. Not I, just a high was, school trait. It was really funny. I was like, "Are these guys about to? Are they? Are they, are they about to fight?" It almost seems like they were sanctioning it. Yeah, that's go, what. Go, that's go. what it was so weird about it. Did and, someone bust uh, out in Jerry, Jerry, Jerry? <laughs> and uh, yeah, but no, no fists were thrown, but there was threats of mm-hmm. you know food being thrown at each other. And but yeah, all right. I've never well, seen it. And then I will let people know if on the dating apps they give you plenty of heads up to be careful to go when you're going on dates with strangers. Probably a good like idea. Like tips. Mm. How to, what are signs for abuse? Interesting. Okay, well, I bet you... Well, we'll talk more about that here in a minute after this story, I guess. Yeah. So this woman was chased seven miles by police with her husband clinging to the car hood. That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess the story goes they got into an argument. The woman started to drive off. He you know, grabbed onto the hood, didn't want her to leave, and she said, no problem, bro. We're going for a ride. Police then started chasing them, and it went on for seven miles uh, with up to interstate speeds. They were on Highway inter- or Interstate 70. Local roads through construction zones didn't matter. All the while, this guy is holding on to the hood. So, with that being the case, uh, yeah, I'm assuming these two probably will not remain a happily wedded couple. She's out on the dating scene. She pops up on your app. You're on a first date with her, and that story comes up. She's like, yeah, funny story. This one time, yeah, police were chasing me while my husband was clinging onto the uh, the hood. But hey, I, mean, I like dill pickles over sweet. You want to go? And you're thinking, I can oversee this incident. I you okay a, with this? I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I want all the onesies to know I have a lot of forgiveness in my heart. But except for the pickle thing. Well, no, no sweet pickles. But if she had an incident like this, maybe maybe she pantsed her previous well, again, husband. Like I just like I told you on the last all episode, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. The sweet pickle thing is more of a cruel joke. So if you're at a restaurant and you wanted sweet pickles, that's fine by me. But if you bring sweet pickles into my house and put it next to the dill pickles, it's gonna we're gonna have a problem. Like if you have dill pickles in the house, you got to keep it in a place where I don't go. Because I'll accidentally grab it, and then I'll be wanting that dill pickle, and it's not a dill pickle, and my day is ruined. But, you know, I wanted to, with that story with that speed chase, the high-speed chase, I was reading an article about potentially police departments around the country are going to have a policy Mm -hmm. that they do not chase people. Yeah, that's been going on for a while. And I was thinking to myself. Because it's so dangerous. How, like, if you knew that, and you're doing a bank robbery, or you're Mm -hmm. driving your husband on the hood, it's like if you knew that, like, what does that mean? So it's like if I exceed a certain speed limit, they just stop. Yeah, I don't we'll know what constitutes later. high speed. Yeah, I don't cause know. It's because I was wondering that. It's like, yeah. Oh darn it, he got over fifty-five. And it's not Gotta like let him it, go. Well, it's not like they're know. gonna get away. 
because, no, at some point you're going to get caught. Because they probably scan the license plate. They know yeah, who it it's is. It's just a they matter of time. Car. And that's the idea there is we're not going to put other people in danger to go catch this guy. We'll just let the, the, the thing play out, and we'll catch him later on down the road. I'm sure that's what that is. Well, I mean, my uncle got in a wreck with a, in a high-speed chase. Ooh, what did he do? Well, he was, they were in a high-speed chase, and some bozo ran the red light. Yep. And hit like T-boned him. Well, I will say this: just just the other day, I was leaving a, a business establishment, and I went to turn right. This was on the frontage road of I forty five, and here come two cop cars, and they had to have been going a hundred miles an hour with their sirens and lights going. But I started to pull out because you you like here comes whoa, and they're on you so fast, and they flew by, and of course it was wet and raining, and I thought, wow, that could be dangerous because they're weaving in and out of cars. I don't know. I guess that policy has not taken place here. Yeah. This is interesting. I was like, I wonder how they like dictate. Oh, he's going thirty. We can get him. But then, like, right when he hits forty-five, back off. We're not doing anything. Well, it is definitely switching subjects here. We're I off think, of domestic I think violence they should, now. I think they should go the opposite route. Uh huh. In a high-speed chase, if you exceed forty-five, we can start shooting at you. Oh right, that'll I, end I it right think, there. Sure. I think that's what they, I mean. Everyone will be fearing for their lives. Get out of the way, and we're gonna kill this. We're gonna shoot this person until the car stops. Or you just have a bunch of slow speed chases that last hours, like OJ. Because well, no one wants imagine, to get shot, but they just keep driving. Being that like that OJ guy driving, and all of a sudden you start hearing bullets hitting mm-hmm. your car, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, oh, I better pull over because they're literally shooting at me." Yeah, oh, yeah. I think you need to be elected mayor. Uh, well, it makes life more interesting than, of course, some poor child gets hit by a bullet, and you're like, that's "Chief the, of police." That's the price of freedom. That's yeah. that's kids shouldn't gotten in the way of freedom. <laughs> yeah, that's if I was the public service officer, a public information officer, I'd be like, that's my that's my reasoning for everything. Well, that's the price of freedom, baby. You yeah, gotta, you gotta, hey, and baby. in every sentence, baby. <laughs> well, off of domestic violence and on to football. So different, right? <laughs> in a lot Same of different thing. ways. Same thing. Well, it is definitely the heart of football season, and here in Texas, and really in the South, football, high school football, is massive and this story just really goes to show exactly how deep this runs apparently in Alabama after a football game earlier this season just a few weeks ago police officers had to arrest the band director because he refused to stop playing band music that is sticking true to the bit so apparently police officers were clearing out the stadium following a game and saw both do you School think they're playing American Pie? <laughs> yeah. No, no. They're like, dude, we will rock you. I'm not leaving, bro. We got to play We Will Rock You or, or like Sweet Caroline. No, we're going to finish this out. But apparently both schools were still performing and the officers asked the band directors to stop playing so people could start to leave. And the, they, the couldn't, director, they couldn't leave I, until the band stops playing? I, that's what this says. But my thought is they're just trying to clear the stadium out. And they were like, nah, bro, we're finishing this song. The body cam video uh, began 18 minutes after the game ended, shows an officer approaching the people with the band. And I think it's interesting because I'm like, 18 minutes? At that point, they've probably already done the congratulations, the handshakes, they're playing the school song. At that point, it is time to go home. I'll give them that much, right? 18 minutes, like, no, fire up the band, let's go. And police said, you got to go. He said, no, I'm assuming there were some de-escalation tactics not being properly used here but of course it gets out of control get out of my face get out of my face the band director repeats and of course they had to cuff and stuff him right there because the band director he's going to go down in like the annals now of that school you know it but it's also well it's also one of those unfortunate scenarios where you're surrounded by children and the adults who need to be acting like adults are not correct and so. if you're the, if you're playing in the band, what do you what do you do at that point? You're seeing your band director get cuffed and stuffed right there in front of you. I mean, it, it, what's interesting to me too is what were the parents doing? I still don't really understand what's going on with this. I don't know. It says the band did eventually stop playing after the director climbs down from the bleachers, and uh, shortly after the altercation. Because typically, the two after football occurred. games, most parents are like, "Let's get out of here." Yeah, exactly. And, and and you know there's parents of the band, too, going, why aren't you guys still playing? We really need to get home. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's 18 minutes after the game's ended. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's got to get in the We Will Rock You or whatever yeah. else is played. <laughs> were, they ha- were they doing the drum off? 
Is that I don't what know, was it happening? Did, it did say that. Is that what was happening? That both bands were playing. I don't know why the, the police decided to go after one. Maybe they went after both. One complied and the other was like, mm-mm, we're finishing the song. And maybe the officer just really wanted to get home and watch the football game. Maybe or so. Or watch baseball. He was like, these guys are killing my night. <laughs> I think especially with officers, like I never really fully understood the people's thought process of fighting officers verbally. Doesn't make any sense. Just comply and it'll work out later. my brother did that. Not smart. And I was like, and I, I'll never forget, I were hanging out at his apartment and of course we're watching a movie and it's like 7 p.m. and th- my brother loves movies so he has a sound system. Uh, so someone noise called disturbance. noise disturbance. And he started giving the officer lip about it and I was like, Ben, this isn't that hard of a scenario. Just we'll just turn it down. Yeah, Mr. Band Director, stop playing music. And it's pretty easy. He's like, I know my rights. I love that. I love when people do that. I know my rights. I know my rights. Do you know? That's the price note. And then he gets clocked, and he's like, that's the price of freedom. <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right, last story before the break. Uh, on October 14th, so just coming up here in a few days, there is going to be the annual solar eclipse. Dick, do you know what a solar eclipse is? Yeah. And I'm waiting. Hey, isn't that when the moon covers the sun? Something like that. Yeah. And I do remember the last one. Apparently, this is the th- second in a series of three eclipses, which they're calling the Great American Eclipses. Didn't know that. But I remember the last one. It was in 2017. Uh, I remember it because it was pretty amazing what it did to, like, all the shadows. Uh, I was This was right before I moved to this area. I was working in downtown Fort Worth, and we all went outside, and I remember that and the, the, the light in the air was very different. It just looked different outside. And all of the shadows started to bend. They had a, they had a, a curvature to them. And because, it, you know, the, the sun is being blocked. So the shadows, I guess the light was being refracted or whatever. But that is going to happen on October 14th. And of course, in true ERCOT fac- fashion, I cannot talk today. ERCOT is bracing itself for another challenge. So let me get this straight. Too hot? We have challenges. Too cold, we have challenges. Solar eclipse, we got challenges. Because apparently there's a certain amount of power that they rely on coming from solar power, and it's not going to be generating the same amount as it normally does on that day. So ERCOT is bracing again for impact. So everybody I be mean, ready. I'm not going to, okay, you know, we can get political with stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's start saving kind of, water, well, it's canned kind of, goods, everything, October 14th. Of, isn't it kind of logical? To be like, hey, we need the sun. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking, this is a matter of a few minutes, right? I know, that's what, no, it's like... The fact that ERCOT has to release these statements saying, all right, guys. Uh, no, my, th- my conspiracy so theory know. is ERCOT, what they do now, since everyone's so you know knowledgeable about ERCOT, they're just going to be like, we're going to cover our butt no matter what. Like, yep. oh, hey, the winds went up to 10 miles an hour. Let's send a message out. Power might go out. The wind, wind went out. The wind's bad. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like... Because I can't imagine Intergy, who who's the main provider here in Conroe, like the the stuff they deal with. You know, it's like all these people are complaining, and because one of our good friends works for a, a electric co-op, mm-hmm. and he tells me it's amazing how like anything can really happen. And trying to explain to thousands of people, like, oh, by the way, your neighbor was an idiot and decided to hit a pole, and when he hit the pole and knocked over the transformer, that knocked out half the street. Right. But they're not going to tell every single person that. Right. Like. So they assume it's the electric company's like the other, fault. The other day, the power went out for like a whole neighborhood, and guess what it was? It was a buzzard. What was it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. And it just blew it, and you found the buzzard legs. It was pretty tight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a fried buzzard before, but I got to see it firsthand. No. And uh, Awesome. Yeah, go no, because it's like when you meet people who work in that field, they know. Like Kurt knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, hey, Kurt, what up? He knew, and he, when he heard it, yep. I, his whole neighborhood went out. And I was like, "That's gets, a buzzard." Gets, I know. Gets, I know by the sound. I, That's fried buzzard. I, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> That's a buzzard. And uh, I, we're like, "Well, where?" He's like, "Oh, well, let's go check it out." And then they found it. And like, there was literally the legs, just the legs, and then a couple feet like, or, over, or actually like probably like ten, fifteen feet over was this fried carcass. And I was like, and he goes, this is why you don't mess with electricity. Yeah, this is dangerous, kids. Well, the cities of Odessa, San Antonio, and Corpus Christi will be in the path of totality. So maybe we will be spared here locally from total darkness. All right, we're running a little bit along at this half. But when we come back, we're going to talk about 
what makes a movie a dad movie. More audience when we come back, guys. Hey there, listener. This is Dick with Audience of One with my buddy Andrew. I'm here too. I want to remind you guys real quick that our show is basically a free show. It is. But we accept donations well, and sponsorships. But it must be really, really hard to sponsor or donate to the show, though. It's really easy. Uh, yeah. I if I put a link in every description of our videos where you can oh, download right then. Oh. It's really easy. And it's 100% legit. We are a 501c3 radio station. So if you want a tax deduction or anything like that, sponsor the show. It's a good idea. Uh, yeah, and, and donate. Uh, that's how we keep the show free and how we're able to buy cool stuff for the studio. Yeah, and, and besides that, the show's really good. That's true. And, uh, yeah. All right, Audience of One, every Wednesday at 10 a.m., we are back for the second half of the show. Don't forget... We love getting articles from you and funny memes and all that kind of crap. Audience of One Show at gmail.com is the best way to reach us, but we're also on Facebook and YouTube and podcast, blah, blah, blah. But most importantly, we need donations for the studio to keep the show going. So visit IRLoneStar.com. There's a donate button right there. You can even sponsor the AOO show. You want to be and, a part of this madness? Yeah, there's a way. Just contact us at IRLoneStar.com or Facebook or whatever. Uh, you know, the more and more I thought about the first half about how disgusting water parks are, you know, what's amazing to me is how, I, I, not amazing, I wonder how many kids get lost and you have those close calls. Mm-hmm. When, you know, because there, there is a story about me and my mom loves to tell people about how, I think it was in San Antonio, and it was one of the Six Flags where, like, the water park's next door to the, the, you know, the roller coaster park. And apparently when I was younger, she, my, my mother had six kids, so there's all six of us were there. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. The chances of someone being lost at any one given time well, no, are fairly it, high. It wasn't even lost. It was literally somehow I slipped through the gate. Somehow. Somehow. Like, Just, I'm not kidding you. Like, she said it was the scariest thing because they were in the parking lot. And like she's getting everybody out. Are you sure out. it wasn't and little Richard going? Oh, looky here, and wandering off and oh, no, no, pulling I ran the gate off. to the side. No, and I, getting ran, in. I ran off, and somehow slipping through the gate makes it sound like oh, I fell. No, no, no. no, no, no this no, was no, a purposeful. No. I'm, I'm making a run. Well, because it. it didn't even cross my mother's mind that I was in the park. Because they were still in the parking lot. Oh, you were in the lot. parking lot. Yeah, you've already, you're already in. You're I like, was already in. You're three rides deep, picking and, a wedgie at that point. Yeah, and <laughs> hurry up. My mom was like, we literally scattered through the parking lot looking for you. And we couldn't find you, and we thought you were kidnapped. <laughs> you round the corner, you got a big old thing of like a, tur- a turkey leg in one hand. Well, no, I, I think I was other. like I think I was like four or five at What's the time. It's taking you guys so long. And they found me because she went up to the booth and showed a picture. Have you it, seen this man? It, no, seriously, yeah. And apparently, I was in like the the splash pad area, and I was turning blue because I was Whoa, having this too much. Is not I, was, too much. I was having too much fun, and I was. <laughs> Why were you turning blue? Because I was so cold, and I didn't care. Oh. I was just like... I thought maybe you were aspirating on something. I was like, oh, no, no this, that's, is, this that's is taking actually, a terrible turn. Apparently, that's how they found me, because someone of the lifeguards saw I was turning blue. So he takes me, and then they get a phone call. You know, It's like, hey, we're missing a kid. This is what he looks like. And he's like, I actually have the kid right here. But, it, oh. but, but yeah, I, I always think about those parks bringing kids, and then like... They're, so great. Because they're gone, man. They're They're on their own ride, and... So. Oh, yes. Slipped through the gates. But uh, AO a show, welcome back. Yeah. Let's get back to the fun topics. Absolutely. Man, so I know you wanted to talk about not well, bad movies, but dad well, movies with a D. And and I thought, well, what the heck is a dad movie? So what are you talking about here? I'm a well, little I'm a little. Lost. I watched Castaway. Okay. And you claim this is? And it felt like a dad movie to me. I forgot about it. And it's like, there's certain movies that have to do with that talk about the man's struggle, and then mm-hmm. somehow that encompasses itself into a dad movie. If it's okay. about a man, mm-hmm. and he goes through some struggle, you know, sure. or an adventure, or, you know, that kind of thing. I like. I was going to ask you, like, for example, Field of Dreams. That's a dad movie to me. Yes, like I would think so. That's not like, oh, you're bringing the kids to the movie, and they're right. going to love it. Just Like, the only people that really love that movie are dads. Yeah, and like, Tin Cup. 
and Tin Cup. <laughs> right, I guess those well, are both, co- both Costner movies. Well, by chance, what's I'm but... saying is, it's kind of funny because there's a certain time period between like the like early '90s through the late 2010s. It's like Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. Who else we got? Who are who are the dad actors? But see, though, most likely then those men were not dads at the time. They were probably just young men and are now dads. Yeah, but I mean, so, it's like the movies they're in. That, like the dad would, the dad would go, "I'm gonna go see that movie because Kevin Costner's in it." Mm, okay, you know, and Tom well, Cruise maybe, but I mean, I mean, I think I think the movies have to have things like um, rope in them, people tying knots. Dads like knots. Was your dad a rope tire? I think if no. there's anything about tying knots, no. which is in Castaway, that classifies as a dad movie. Of course, nudity. Gotta have that check. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I know what classifies as a dad movie, even after we've had this brief discussion. I well, think I, I'm still I, a little in the dark. Well, because you got to think some, I don't know what it is. It's like there's certain movies that are so cheesy mm-hmm. that you're like, this is such a dad movie. Like, no one really cares about this movie but dads. <laughs> Maybe. Snakes on a Plane. No, I, I don't know. Because I was thinking like Rocky. Because Rocky yeah. could be appealing to everybody because it's a love story and... But, yeah, oddly know, enough, I suppose it is. Well, it's that's it's you know that's a romantic movie, right? I mean, it is a story about their relationship. Yeah, yes, I, I I'm uh, aware, but it's just the best odd. dating movie ever. Right. Uh, second date though. Second date. Second date. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of movies with Tom Hanks in it that I feel are just dad movies. I suppose. I suppose my dad's. I guess not a big movie watcher, so maybe that's why I have a bit of a. Hard time Sorry. grasping what this is. Yeah, you need to apologize. Console me about that, please. Okay. I'll be, be your, okay. I'll be your daddy. Moving on, you know, we had this story last week or a couple weeks ago about the Russian lieutenant that was killed by a drone, right, yeah. while he was mowing his lawn. Wasn't that a kamikaze drone? I mean, I guess technically it is, right? Oh wait, you know, kamikaze would be where the drone actually yeah. flew into him. Isn't that what happened? No, I didn't shoot him with a little, like, didn't it zap him or something? Yeah, I think it shot him. Okay. Or sh- I, yeah, I, I don't think the drone flew in him I, and chopped him up with his little blades. Ah, could you imagine him wrestling with well, it? Well, no, I mean, I always, when they talk about drone Get warfare, drone. I think of like either it's a big drone that has a big gun or it's like... Yeah, I think that's what this was. Okay. I, I'm assuming it's not one of these little ones that you buy from Walmart. I'm assuming it's the size of this table and it's weaponized and they fly over and... Because I've seen the drone footage like in the Ukraine place right, where as he's ad- admiring they drop his, grenades. His, his magnolias that he's just planted. Oh, look at that. Got the grass altering. Because I've seen those videos. Have you seen those? What's that? Where the drone like drops grenades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that what well, I thought this particular one was like the drone literally came in with explosives and just blew, blew itself up. It's either explosive or a gun, but I don't understand what it is about mowing the lawn because apparently it is very dangerous and not in the way you would think, where the blades or some rock might get you that's kicked up from the blade. Here's another story about someone who has died while mowing the lawn from. What is this? McCurtain County, Oklahoma. This is from uh, news.yahoo.com. A woman is found dead after authorities say she was struck by a plane while mowing a lawn in Oklahoma. Yeah, let's let's think about this for a second. She's, this is a woman That's great. mowing the lawn and is hit by a plane. But it's not what you think. It's not what like are the she odds? was. Yeah, well, it apparently a little higher because she was mowing the grass next to a landing strip. And not that landing strip, Dick. An actual airplane landing strip. She was mowing her landing strip? No, 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 no. She was mowing a I'm lawn a, okay. at the Broken Bow Airport in McCurtain County Friday afternoon. And my guess is this is probably one of these really small like what uh, airports. And you're just... What a way to but go. But my thought is if you see the woman there, aren't you going to like kind of just do a circle around? But he thought, ah, I could make it. We're good. And he clips her with the edge of the wing and kills her. <laughs> can you... So... I don't know if it's fate, but I had a lot of <sighs> conversations this week about clipping things with your car and doing yeah. that kind of stuff. And I, we were, we were I was in a group chat with friends, and we talk about that that sinking feeling you get, where like you hit a post or something in your car, and you're like, oh. "God dang it!" Oh. So can you imagine this dude not seeing this woman, and you're like, "Oh, I can do that turn," and then you hear "thunk," and you're like, "Oh man, I hit I hit the hit the fence, man." <laughs> You get out and you look over. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a dead lady. Or you see the woman because you're landing the plane. You think, I can make it. You hear a small bump. You look in your, I don't know, airplane rearview mirror <laughs> and see her kind of keel over. And you, dang I, it. I remember one time I dang hit it. I hit a newspaper guy. With an airplane? No, with my car. 
Uh, you know I'm talking about those dudes. No, who, I don't. You know, those, those dudes who would sit in the median and like sell newspapers. Oh, okay. Well, this dude was well, like. Even then, you hit one of those guys. Well, he was like in the road, and I'm turning left. It was over on 1960 and Freedom! and Studer Airline. <laughs> and I never feel like it wasn't going fast. Like I was in the left turn lane, and then I just start driving. Like so, he saw me coming, and I guess he was like trying to like. Get out of the way, probably. No, no, you know what I'm talking about what they say on the like the. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They're selling newspapers on the side of the median by the highway dri- or whatever. I'm just driving. Like he sees me. Like I'm turning left. I was at. And uh, you're thinking he's gonna move. He's gonna, you're playing chicken with this and guy. And I hit his elbow. Oh, boom! Just and probably exactly like this and scenario I, I, with the airplane. And I will never forget. I look at my rear view mirror, and he's like, "Hey, oh, like a funny bone kind of thing." He's like, "Oh," and then I just kept driving. I was like. I don't know. That's not my fault, bro. Like, I, you, you got into the- This is the risk you take when you sell newspapers on the side of the road. But- oh, my gosh. Well, this was a 1972 Bonanza A36. <laughs> I'm not sure that uh, <clears throat> that's a, a plane that's probably uh, safe to fly these days, but he was still flying a 72 Bonanza. And he clipped this woman, and she is she was pronounced dead on the scene. You know, this is also coming off the heels of the story of the woman mowing her yard that was attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time. All of these stories I coming mean, together. Again, mowing your lawn, very dangerous. But the pilot was uninjured. <laughs> so, there's that. That's, that's great. But it makes me wonder, would this all have been avoided if we had had pilotless airplanes? And that is a discussion, apparently. You know, we've talked about driverless cars. How about pilotless jets? Are you getting into a jet that is... Autonomous. I know I'm not. That would freak me out. I'm sorry, if I get into a plane and there's nobody in there flying it, mm -mm. but apparently this is being tested. And uh, Airbus has confirmed that they recently had one of their aircrafts had a a, uh, successful flight, test flight, just last December. I think what scares me the most about that, it's it's all how they set it up. (laughs) Because a driverless car I feel comfortable with because I know how to drive a car. Mm-hmm. So if something happens, I know how to maybe react. Right. But the airplane. Right. Like, is there a pilot on board? Is anyway, there, is there a pilot is on board? There a pilot on board? Going down. That's when yeah. that's when someone makes a stupid decision because they're trying to save money and they don't have a pilot on the on the plane. And yep. it's like, oh hey, by the way, guys, we lost power, but power's back up. But the AI flying machine is not working. So we're going to be crashing in about 20 minutes. Uh. No way, man. I wouldn't do it. I just, I'd like to have the old human being in the cockpit. Did I, did I make that joke with our, with our pilot buddy about how mm-hmm. there's some studies done where they, if they see a woman pilot, yes, they like you, freak out? Yeah, you brought that up and it was actually true. It was that true. People perceive a woman pilot as being <laughs> less capable when they get on board than if they were to see That's a man. That's so weird to me. I, I, I think it's really weird, but... Again, he agreed with you. Yeah, it, it was an actual study. I've had several, now yeah. that I fly a little bit more often, several women pilots, and it doesn't even cross my mind that it might be more dangerous. I would much rather have a woman pilot than no pilot at all, for crying out loud. Well, yeah. I mean, I do recognize, I'm like, oh, look, it's a female, because you just don't see a lot of them. But the thought isn't like, geez, I better strap this seatbelt on a little tighter. Yeah, you need to get out more, man, for not seeing a lot of them. I just know all there just aren't a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's... I bet there are. Well, there's probably more now than there used to be, but I don't know what the person... I imagine they're still quite in the minority, though. But it's getting more and more every single day, I'm sure. I don't know. Ah. It says, uh, according to this article from CNN, Airbus recorded 1,000 hours of, of flight time and over... No, 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 no. One, the A35 to 1,000 achieved eight automatic takeoffs over a period of four and a half hours. Sorry, so it's basically landing and taking off and landing and taking off, landing and taking off. All by itself. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. But again, I wouldn't get on that plane if there wasn't a pilot. Yep. Not doing it. So how about supersonic jets? You know what supersonic is, right? That's when you break the sound barrier? That is when you break the sound barrier. And I don't have the stats on how fast that is. I think it's like um, like 11 or 12 miles an hour. Yeah, it's really, really fast. fast. Um, I I know that when I was younger, I used to attend the uh, air show where I grew up. And they would have jets that would fly by super, super fast and, you know, incredibly loud. 700 miles an hour. Is that is, it? Is the average. No, that's, that's, that's not the sound barrier, though. 
But they would fly past, and you would see the jet go for you know past you, and then the sound would come afterwards. And Approximately seven hundred and sixty-seven. Wow. Okay, I was just trying to help see, out our onesies. That additional sixty-seven miles is what's doing okay, it. Okay, so NASA. Yes, but NASA um, is planning on doing a, uh, I guess, a trial study on supersonic jets, and they're hoping that this will be able to be used for passengers as well. Um, but their their strategy is to build a jet with a lower sonic boom, because that's always the, the problem. When a, a an aircraft breaks the sound barrier, the sound is just massive, and they're trying to build a quieter boom jet. But apparently this travel would make, you know, I mean, these, these planes would make travel from United States to London in like 90 minutes or something. That's pretty awesome. I want you to show the picture of this thing, because yeah. the beak on it is quite impressive. And it's the second picture down, I think, is the one that shows really how um, uh, long those jets actually are. And I guess that the, the nose on it has to be shaped like that in order to break the sound barrier a little bit quieter. Does yours right? look like that? My what? Oh, never mind. Yeah, moving on. Uh, I don't. I don't own a jet. Uh, yeah. If that's what you're, if that's what you're, you're uh, thinking of. That, anyways. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting, and I hope that we get to that point. I, I would much rather get on a supersonic jet. Can you than imagine all the people pooping themselves? Uh, just in general. I mean, we, I know we had that incident on the Delta flight not too long ago, yeah. where the lady diarrhea all the way down the aisle. Yeah, and the bowling alley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you no, I'm more of because you think about breaking the sound barrier and the G's it takes. Some people are just built different. Like, jeez. You know what I'm talking like about? That? Like, they're built different. Mm-hmm. So, like, are they even capable of going through that? Yeah, is the human body capable of going between Mach 2 and Mach 4, which is 1,500 miles an hour, so it's to like, 3,000 miles per hour? Then again, I don't really know how physics works, because I imagine if, no you, way. if you build the right type of travel system, like, you might even not know you're going that fast. Sure, yeah, you don't even feel it. Yeah. What would turbulence feel like when you're going 3,000 miles well, an that's hour? What I, yeah. Because I would, guess would, would the doo doo just fly to the back? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, these are questions we need to ask, though. Well, it's interesting because you know there's going to be like an age limit because it's like yeah we can't not, yeah if your heart's not yeah we can't put you through this proper enough to fly in a, one of those. You maybe gotta, you got to empty out before you get on the plane. Wow. Because I can see some some people just pooping. <laughs> well, the Concorde, which has not been around for twenty some odd years, was the last commercial supersonic jet, and it had a max speed of Mach two point oh four or thirteen hundred miles per hour. And I don't think they had any doo doo incidents. Um, it they had a lot of problems they with. I uh, don't want to tell people they had to do. Yeah, well, they had a lot of problems with uh, uh, quality and, and breakdowns and things like this, and it was just, just so expensive, so incredibly expensive, and they. The business model didn't make, I guess, and so they stopped. And I do think it's interesting the fact that we used to be able to fly overseas in a matter of hours, and then just like that with the drop of a hat, we went back to just going, all right, well, it's going to take eight hours now at a minimum to fly from New York to London, and we've just kind of all been okay with that. Well, NASA says, no, we're making a low-boom sonic plane doo-doo free, baby. You know, it's funny. Uh, I had the commemorative Air Force in on my morning show, mm-hmm. and— I asked them because they they usually fly like planes up to World War Two, so mm-hmm. anything anything before World War Two and then up to World War Two. So it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to the show. I, I well, no, think I, I know where you're going to go. Well, pretty... I asked them. I was like, so when are y'all going to start flying jets and <laughs> letting people do that? And apparently, there's like a law that like a pri- like a well like you can't just buy a jet. What? And I've been saving this whole time. Well, because I asked them, I was like, because they're flying B-17s, they're flying, flying uh, Zeros, and they're, ma- mm-hmm. they're maintaining. It's a really cool experience. Everyone should check it out. I think Wings Over Houston's coming up. Uh, definitely check it out, because it's like, it's history. But then the guy nicely explained it was, it just depends on the engine. So they'll let us fly these because they're old. It's an old engine. Right. But like anything from like 1950s on, like you can't, we can't, we're not going to do that. Just too high performance. I get, I guess, because I was like, I would love to ride in a Blackhawk, you know. And they're like, I'll oh. film it from on the ground. So, but they, I guess civilians aren't allowed to fly Blackhawks or flying Black. I don't don't I know, know, man. Maybe I'll I'll I guess money talks though. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Mark Cuban wanted to fly in one of those things. Well, because that's it's how they, that's how the Commemorative Air Force and those folks make money is you pay to ride in the B-17. And you paid a ride in the Spitfighter or mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, how much would it cost to ride in a Harrier? Apparently, a lot. Apparently you can't. Yeah. So Interesting. Even if you're not flying, just to ride, huh? Yeah. Well, I well, the, it's funny. I was asked the guys, like, when do you plan on taking those kind of planes in? 
mm-hmm. because you know eventually those planes like the old planes are not going to be like as attractive but i imagine like because when was world war ii uh you know in the 1940s woman well, I mean, well our part, part like of it. 70 something years ago so mm-hmm. i was like all right so that's the threshold mm-hmm. so these planes have to be 70 something years old and we're allowed to fly Ah, <sighs> aviation. I mean, what do you want to ride it? Like when, you, no, when we're I'm talking good. about this, this thing. Give me the supersonic though. I would definitely do that. Oh yeah, just yeah. for fun. I'd go to space. Mm. I'd do it. Depends. I want to go. Is, is, I want to go fast. Is the Rock going to be with me? Because uh, if the Rock's traveling with me, maybe I'll go. I don't know. Who Hasn't would... he been up there like three times already? Him and Bezos. Bezos. No, Bezos. I, I think it's William Shatner. Has he been up there too? Yeah. They go around, float for a few minutes, and come back. Yeah, maybe we'll have to have that as a story. I know you don't, you don't remember you don't remember hearing about that where he I think Bezos and him went up because he's in you know, Star Trek. It's like oh yeah we're gonna get him to go up to space. He and like William Shatner, of course, being William Shatner, didn't really care. Like he like they took him. To, it you was, know you know why? Because in every room he goes into, he's the star. Well, I know, but like so, the fact that I, I'll never forget. I think it, it might be on video where they the tried, Rock is supposed to be they, excited to see him. They try to like ask him, hey, you like you're. You're, you're Captain Kirk. You went to space. And he's like, yeah, I did. Except I didn't. But I did. No, no, they were yeah. trying. Yeah. I thought you meant before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd fly. I'd do it. So you are a few years younger than me. We have discussed this. So I don't know if you remember these, but back in the 19— I don't have that kind of disease you have. Uh, no, not that time. Okay. Dif- different time. Uh, back in the 1980s, McDonald's would give away these little records. They were like paper records. Do you remember this? With like a Happy Meal or even like a regular Big Mac meal, they would give away these records. And it would have like a single on it. And you take it home and play it on your record player. Really? Yeah. And they were paper, but they would— they would play. The music obviously didn't sound very good because it's a paper record for yeah. crying out loud. But I can remember these. Well, there was also um, McDonald's did giveaways with these records, and I don't remember this. I just remember them giving away music songs. But back in the night, back in 1989, they were giving away a million dollars on a flex disc contest. Basically, you put the disc in and you listen to it, and at the end of the record, it told you whether or not you know, you were the winner of this million dollars. It's very much like uh, Willy Wonka-esque, you know, in the, okay. in, the, in the golden ticket. But and it, what's interesting is in 1989, a 13-year-old boy won this. And the story goes that this guy's name is Scotty Landreth. He was rif- r- rifling through a stack of newspapers and starting to light a fire in his family's wood stove. And this is the same stove, it says, that they used to heat and cook everything. Cornbread, veggies, so... You imagine they're pretty rules, what they're basically saying without saying it. Well, in that stack of paper, newspapers, he saw something shiny and flash. He's like, what is this? And look at it. It's, it, was a Mc, it was a McDonald's record. And he put it in, and at the end, it says, voice came on and says, uh, call this number to claim your prize. And he's thinking, oh, maybe I got, you know, free hamburger or something. Called it in, million dollars. Unreal, and this kid almost burned the thing, but found that he had won a million dollars, and it was one of 80 million what they call flexi discs produced by McDonald's in the late 1980s. So hold on, hold on. from what I'm understanding, you're saying years later he discovered this, <laughs> or this was during the promotion? I'm assuming it would have to have been during the promotion okay. time, right? Because if you call years later and you're like, oh, what's this? But it, it says he won it. Um, I can't believe you're making fun of poor people. Did I inadvertently? I tend to do that quite a bit. You have a stove in your house. I uh, use it for everything. You must be dirt bar. It was a pretty good flex, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm over here talking about getting supersonic jets. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, this I'm guy trying to heat my family with this with our stove. Although this guy did win a million dollars, so I imagine he could flex quite a bit on me these days. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. You don't remember those those records at all, huh? No, I man, that's way before. I was born in 1986. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, yes, definitely before your time. Jesus. Sorry. I'm old. I think, like, the, the earliest contest I remember was Monopoly. Oh, yeah, and, of course, that one, they had a scandal about that as oh. well, right? We'll have to cover it. I don't know the details, but there was a scandal There's like a documentary that. or docu-series now. I think it was on HBO. That's good. Yeah, about that particular about that. scandal. Yeah. yeah. It seemed all too easy to get away with i think it's just too tempting i mean if you're the if you're the factory producing the winning ticket and you're going and you know you're seeing them fly past you on the production line just kind of 
reach out and grab the winning one and stick it in your back pocket. Well, it was funny. Yeah. I, 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 Give it to your friend I and ask I for half of it. I was called, but there was a, I remember them telling the story simplistic. where they printed out the winning ones. And so if, if people don't know what the Monopoly game is, like when you order a certain type of item at McDonald's, there was like a sticker on the, the, uh, like the cup. Or mm-hmm. the box, and you could rip off the sticker, right. and it'll tell you. Yep. So they're, they're telling the story about how they printed like the six winner, like the high winner, the million dollar tick, like mm-hmm. stickers. And the guy's like, "Yeah, and we put it in the briefcase." And I was thinking, imagine having this giant briefcase, and there's just two stickers, <laughs> like six stickers in it. That's all that's in it. Open it. <laughs> no, because they had to travel with it. Sure, sure. And they're like, they had to do like a, a security thing, a, whole, a huge security, like we can't let people know which one, which one's. Well, can you which. imagine misplacing it? Where would he go? I swear well, it was that, in here. Well, that's how they were trying to stuck like, to the bottom of part, someone, someone's shoe. That was the part of the story where like they basically swapped suitcases or briefcases, and then like it's just so funny to me the idea. There's like oh, there's six stickers in here, and <laughs> they're worth a million dollars a piece, but. Uh, but Monopoly game was fun. I liked Monopoly game. That was one of the better games I think they, they uh, came up with. I, I have to admit, I was always excited when I was a kid, and that one would, would roll around. Like, yes, I'm going to go. Because you always thought you were going to win, because they would reel you in. they give you the little board, and your first few trips, obviously, everything was, was a new and non-repeated sticker. So you're like, oh, I'm filling up this board. At this rate, I'm going to have a million dollars by next week. And you're filling up, you get about halfway, and then all of a sudden you start to get those duplications. You're like, no, I don't need this one. I need, you know, the... Boardwalk Empire, whatever the heck it is, and you never get past about 70% well, of those know, things filled well, before you just start of, getting the same stickers over and over and over again. Speaking of giveaways, remember, like, our, we were talking about how you can't fly a Harrier? Yeah, well, you can't, right. But do you, do you ever see that documentary about the Pepsi Challenge thing? <laughs> no. So, like, apparently this guy, one of those weird dudes, like, they, if you watch the commercial at the very end, it's like, you could win this jet. And so a jet giveaway, yeah. Like, it, but I think it was like a joke. Like it would they, have to be. You just said you. But but it said it said you could win this jet. So the so this kid apparently had a rich friend, and he's like, hey, if we buy X amount of Pepsi, we could get that jet, and that jet is worth ten times more the than amount the Pepsi. Of Pepsi. So they did it, and they sent they sent the stubs to Pepsi, and go, we want the jet, and they said wow. no. Wow, they called him. I'm sure, lawsuit. Oh, they yeah. had to have sued yeah. the heck out of him. Yeah, it's an interesting story, and it, it's funny to me, like what rich people do, because it's like the story between the he. I, I, I never fully understood how the rich guy got his money in the first place, mm-hmm. and why he was friends with a kid that was like 15, 20 years younger than him, because either they're neighbors or something, and he was just like going about to go to college, and mm-hmm. he had this idea, so he went to his rich friend. Uh, they had that scenario in the Adam Sandler movie. Was it Punch Drunk yeah. Love? Right, he, yeah, the with the travel points. <laughs> right, he figured with the out pudding. That, right, yeah, he figured out that the cost of the uh, the prize was significantly more than I guess he would have had to have put in or something. I forget the the details, but yeah, same type of scenario. That's so, funny. Yeah, and uh, I, there's two movie recommendations for our onesies right there. Punch Drunk Love is a good movie. And now I want McDonald's, and I hate McDonald's. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're gonna finish up the show here with a quick hit. I meant to bring this to air a few weeks ago, and okay. I forgot. But Okay, I'm here. Hit me. So, Chevy Chase. You familiar with him? The actor. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are. You heard all those stories what about mean, him. What do you mean, of course you, do, course you He's are? He's a famous actor. Course Come you on. You're, you, you're into movies, right? Yeah, but I'm, more in, I'm like higher class. Oh, yeah, right. Have you heard the, uh, the, the, the rumors that he's kind of a, a a-hole? A, a, well, it doesn't surprise me. Of the highest me. order? Yeah, I most, mean, I guess. Most comedians are. Are they? Dang, I had one lined up, and now you're going to run him off. Well, it says here on this, this is from a jambase.com article, that Chevy Chase played drums while in college, which, okay, that's not too surprising. But apparently the band he played college in was, did I, did I say the band he played college in? I am really struggling today, gentlemen. It's all right. The band that he played drums in in college was Steely Dan, which is pretty cool because... I know your musical taste. You probably like Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan. I think they're phenomenal. But apparently he had an interview a few years back where he talks about um, his time in Steely Dan. Uh, he attended the college uh, Barned, Barned? Bard, Bard College uh, in Red Hook, and his classmates were Christopher Guest as well as Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, who I suppose are members of Steely Dan. Yeah, man, so apparently the band's name was not called Steely Dan at the time. They called themselves The Very Bad Jazz Band. 
I love it. I feel like you're working against yourself when you uh, name your your band that. Because imagine sending your tape to mm-hmm. on your tour, trying to book your tour. Right. And who's playing? A very, a very bad uh, jazz, jazz band. band. Yeah. He said he thought he was a good jazz drummer, and he loved doing that kind of thing. Um, but he said he didn't think he would make a very good rock and roll ju- uh, drummer. So he, for whatever reason, dropped out, and then Steely Dan became Steely Dan. You know what Steely Dan is, don't you? Or after the 55-minute mark. You may want to not look it up. Look it up later. All right, onesies, that is all we have for today. We're allowed Thank to get you. dirty. <laughs> Thank you for joining the audience of One yeah. Show, Wednesdays, 10 a.m. We drop new episodes. We appreciate all the likes and follows. And then, uh, yeah, send us your articles and fun stuff at audienceofoneshow at gmail.com. My then, apologies for my poor performance today, too, everyone. I will make up for it next week. Yeah, I was stumbling and fumbling I, over my words. Thought, You're probably looking at me like, what is this guy even thought, talking about? I thought it was going to be me. No, it was me. I can't talk. Yeah. You ever had those days where words just don't form? Well, that's because you're drinking. <laughs> Not right now. Maybe in a little bit. Oh, man. I can't even think about that right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Next week, onesies. Bye for now. Watch out for those airplanes. <laughs>